Hello, and welcome to the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement's podcast, Wonks at Work. I'm Craig Wilson, your host, a self-declared wonk, dad of two boys, native Arkansan, and I've been the health policy director at the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement for more than a decade. On this show, we aim to demystify, boil down, and unwonk, if you will, complex topics so that you can understand how the healthcare system is working or not working for you. On our sixth episode, we're going to talk to someone who has been in the nitty-gritty of the state's vaccination program for COVID-19. Both of the vaccines currently authorized for use require two doses three to four weeks apart, depending on the type of vaccine. Now, the first dose does produce some immune response, but the second dose, the boost, heightens that immune response, making vaccination more than 90% effective. There are other vaccines that require only one dose that could soon be available even as early as February. But the two-dose regimen for the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have made mass vaccination efforts very challenging. Short supply and vaccine hesitancy stemming from misinformation have complicated efforts to get doses in arms. Now, as has been the case with public health measures intended to mitigate the spread of the virus, states are leading vaccination efforts based on plans and strategies that vary across the states. As they manage limited vaccine supply coming from the federal government, most states have prioritized health care workers and nursing home residents. But after that, state approaches meander in different directions. So, here with us today to discuss Arkansas's approach is Heather Mercer, the executive director of Immunize Arkansas. She's a graduate of the University of Central Arkansas, and before her current role, she's had experience in pharmaceutical sales and worked for a research and development arm of AstraZeneca, which is working on one of the COVID-19 vaccines. Now, I get to see Heather virtually every Friday during our COVID-19 vaccine advisory group meetings, but it's good to have her here in person for the show. Good to see you, Heather, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Craig. It's good to see you in person. All right. Also. <laughs> I had to miss today. Sorry about that. That's I had another okay. meeting, but um, I'm sure things are progressing well. So before we get to the more serious stuff, when I ask you a question about what keeps you busy when you're not at work, and I know right now it probably feels like you're at work all the time. But <laughs> well, and I work from home, so it does feel like yeah. I'm at work all the time. <laughs> right. But my husband and I have a senior in high school, oh. so we are trying to get him ready to go to college. And uh, he also plays soccer, Good. so we enjoy watching him play soccer. But we did like many other people did, and we got COVID puppies. Oh, gosh. So we have two puppies that we got in May and they keep us very busy. Oh, I bet. And it's like we have twin toddlers. (laughs) Um, And I also enjoy walking when I can get out of the house just so it it does. You got to get out out of the the house. house. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, my boys, I've told them for years that I'm allergic to cats. Um, And suddenly during COVID, daddy wasn't allergic to cats anymore. Um, because they really <laughs> wanted a cat, so we we got a kitten earlier, yeah, earlier a, this a COVID last year. <laughs> so I, I asked this of all of our wonky guests: What would you say is your theme song? Well, I think it probably changes, um, but these days I think my theme song is "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. You 
uh, because it's all about seizing the yeah. moment and um, giving it all you've got. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm doing these days. You only get one shot. That's not right. Miss your chance. <laughs> all right. Great. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your role at Immunize Arkansas and why you enjoy what you do there. Well, my role is really um, all about connecting dots. Mm -hmm. So our mission is to advocate and educate about immunizations. And a lot of what I do is connect people to the resources that they need. Mm -hmm. So um, I love what I do because I believe vaccines are one of the greatest medical achievements of all times. Yeah. But they're also a victim of their own success. So, you know, I think part of what drives vaccine hesitancy is people haven't seen some of the things that right. we get vaccinated against. Yeah, yeah. Good because point. Because vaccines are doing what they're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if it's not there, you don't have to protect against right, it, right? Yeah, they, think they it's don't not believe there. it yeah. really exists. Yeah. And when my son was a baby, I didn't know that people didn't vaccinate their kids. It yeah. just vaccine hesitancy or not vaccinating was yeah. something that was foreign to me. So, um, you know, this isn't something that's new, but it definitely is something that we have. It keeps. It's becoming more busy. prevalent. Yeah. 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 So we are now well into vaccine distribution here in Arkansas for COVID-19. Talk a bit about where we are in the process. So we are currently in phase 1B, okay. which means that we are vaccinating people 70 and older and teachers um, and school staff. Okay. This group is over 400,000 people. Wow. Yeah. Um, and soon we'll be vaccinating essential priority workers that is determined by the state. Okay. And they haven't determined that yet exactly? Who yeah, I think are. they're okay. still working on who that exactly okay. is. Um, there are some states that moved the age down to age 65. Right, right. And I know that's confused a lot of people, but we just don't have the vaccine supply to be able to move down to age 65. Right. right. And it's not just an absolute threshold where you say, okay, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and move. There are multiple different factors that you have to consider supply and right. the available, um, the, the, the remaining demand in that particular category, saturation yeah. by, you know, different areas of the state, I'm sure. Um, so it's probably a pretty hard decision. So tell me a little bit about how the supply chain works. Uh, how do we get those here in Arkansas? Well, the health department places the order for the vaccine with the CDC. And then everyone who is enrolled as a COVID vaccine provider then gets notified of how many doses of vaccine they're going to get like the week before they get it. Okay. I think they're trying to improve that process so that there's a little bit more planning that can mm -hmm. be done. But right now that's kind of how it's working. Um, and then the vaccine ships from either the manufacturer or the distributor um, directly to the provider. And they get it normally on like a Monday? Yeah. Or okay. Okay. Yeah. So what are some of the barriers that the state has experienced thus far? I know we've seen a lot in many other states, and I know we've had our own. But as I mentioned earlier, we've all, we all each state has a different approach. So those barriers can be different from state to state. Right. And I think our biggest barrier is just vaccine supply. Yeah. So right now we are getting 
approximately 35 to 40,000 doses a week. And like I said, this vaccine phase is 400,000 people. So that's approximately 500 doses per county, which isn't enough, obviously, to vaccinate that whole phase. Um, We're working to get our allocation increased. And I heard this week that they're increasing it by 16%. So that'll help, yeah. but obvi- you know it's not enough. It's still not going to so be enough. Our biggest barrier is just we need more vaccine. Right, right. So do you think the? I understand that the Johnson and Johnson or Janssen Pharmaceuticals, I right. guess they go by. They announced their um, their results from their clinical trials today. Um, of course, we're recording this a week, yeah. a week or two in advance of when it airs. Uh, but maybe even by the time that um, that this airs, they will have filed for emergency use authorization, and that may be under consideration by the FDA. So we might have another. Right. I think they're hoping by the end of February. Yeah. So that'll help, too. Yeah, that's You know, promising. having a third vaccine in the mix yeah. will definitely help. And um, I believe that vaccine is one dose. Yeah. So that yeah. will also help, yeah. you know, with just continuity of care. Um, when people don't have to go back for sure. a second dose, that'll help sure. too. So <laughs> what's been the deal with this supply from CVS and Walgreens that has been problematic? So some of the long-term care facilities have requested that their independent pharmacy take over instead of having CVS or Walgreens do their um, staff and residents. And the CVS and Walgreens was a federal contract. Yes. Uh, was, so the state really had no control over it. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know, taken care of long before even the EUAs were right. The vaccines were approved. Right. Um, and that allocation doesn't come out of the state allocation. So it doesn't really have anything to do with the 35,000 doses that mm-hmm. we're getting. But, um, and, Part of the reason that the number that we see on that dashboard, mm-hmm. you know, that the health department puts up looks bad <laughs> is the way I understand it, they overestimated the number and they shipped them the first and second, and dose second doses okay. up front. So they have and they all, they got Moderna vaccine. Mm-hmm. So they they have second doses sitting there that they have to wait 28 days before they can use. Right. Right. So that, you know, that that's not their fault that they have all these doses just sitting there. Yeah, I, so I understand though. They they've moved on from some of the long-term care facility contracts to to work on those and and have moved on to start delivering vaccines to folks in 1B. Yes, and they have moved some of their, there's about 60 Walgreens pharmacies that are now giving vaccine to people 70 and older. Okay, here in Arkansas. In their stores, yes. And there's a map on the Department of Health's website that has all of the pharmacies that are giving COVID vaccine, and the Walgreens pharmacies are blue. Okay. So if you look at that map, there's red and blue pharmacies, and... The Walgreens pharmacies are in blue, and you can click on them and make appointments okay. at those. Great. So, folks out there, if you're in 1B, be and, reaching out to those Walgreens. And 70, 70 and older, I think, is all they're doing. They're not doing the teachers. Okay. So, yeah. if you're 70 and older and you have Walgreens in your community, you might want to check and see if they're giving COVID Great. vaccine. Great. 
Um, so what are some of the ways that the state is trying to reach low-income communities and communities of color? Because we talk about vaccine hesitancy, and we know that in those communities, it's much greater. Right. So the Arkansas Department of Health has worked with the Arkansas Pharmacists Association to identify independent pharmacies across the state um, to ensure equitable distribution across the state to make sure that it's not just being distributed in the larger cities. Mm -hmm. So that helps, you know, make sure that we're getting it to all of the places it needs to go. Um, We're also working with groups like the Arkansas Minority Health Commission and the Office of Minority Health at the Department of Health um, just to make sure that no groups are left behind. The uh, UAMS Center for Health Literacy is also developing a... um, COVID vaccination workshop toolkit for community members to use in like churches or any kind of community setting. Um, And it can be used for anyone. They don't have to really know anything about COVID. There'll Mm -hmm. be a leader's manual that will walk them through exactly what they need to know. So um, it's going to be in English, Spanish, and in Marshallese. Okay. And that will be available on the Immunize Arkansas website as well. Okay, great. Great. So, folks, you can go to there. Um, so, I know we've we've been praying for the day to come that we have vaccines available. But is is vaccination the silver bullet that we've all been waiting for? Or... Well, it's definitely a piece of the puzzle. But um, it's not the silver bullet. So... We're still going to have to wear a mask mm-hmm. and wash our hands and watch our distance um, until we reach community immunity, yeah. which is going to take a while. Yeah. We need at least 80% of the population to be vaccinated before we reach that herd immunity or community immunity. Yeah. And right now, um, you know, the vaccine was designed to prevent um disease uh severe covid mm-hmm. disease or hospitalizations and we don't know if it prevents transmission mm-hmm. of covid so that's why we still have to wear our masks right. and you know do the social distancing and all that um so that's why it's not a silver yeah. bullet so no silver bullet yet no and silver bullet maybe yet. once we reach community or herd immunity right um and we know how long that immunity from the vaccination lasts, which we don't know yet. Um, we don't know if in a year we'll have to get another vaccination or 10 well, years or however long. And now we have these three new strains yeah. that, you know, they've identified. And viruses are smart. They mm-hmm. mutate. And, you know, that's just what they do. The flu, yeah. vac- or the flu does the same yeah. thing. That's why we have to get a flu vaccine every year. So this thing is just... It's smarter than we are. Yeah. We just <laughs> um, got to keep fighting, right? We do. Yeah. We, and yeah. we're learning about it every day. Right. You know, there's something new. We learn about it every day. Sure. So, you know, all the buzz is about COVID-19 right now, of course. it's. A, I mean, it's the only pandemic I've experienced in my lifetime. Yeah. I don't know about you. <laughs> I hope to never do it again. <laughs> but what are some of the non-COVID related immunization efforts that you're looking forward to getting back to once this is all over? Um, well, the coalition actually has four work groups that 
focus on priority areas. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them is childhood immunizations. And other immunizations have taken a hit because of COVID. Yeah. You know, people weren't taking their kids to the doctor because they were afraid to go to the right. doctor. And right now, uh, the last numbers I saw were through November, and we have about 250,000 kids that are behind on their immunizations year over year compared to last year. Wow. So we've got to figure out how to get those kids caught up. Yeah, we're running the risk of compounding this issue. Right, yeah. So there was a fear of um, measles outbreak because, you know, kids were not getting vaccinated because measles is highly contagious. And um, fortunately, even though our numbers are are behind, the measles vaccination rates aren't as bad as they could be. Um, But they're still below, you know, what we need them to be. Yeah. So that's, you know, a big fear is that we could run into a measles epidemic. Um, So that's, you know, we need to focus on that too. Good, good, good. Well, thank you for coming in the middle of a pandemic and talking about (laughs) What what is not the silver bullet, but is certainly a blessing um, that, you know, science has worked um, and science can continue to work. Uh, we just have to help it out a little bit. Right. Yeah. And don't <laughs> rely on Facebook to get your right, right. information. Go to credible sources. Go to very credible <laughs> sources. Right. Thank you so much, Heather, for coming in and recording well, today. Thank you for having me. Great. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Wonks at Work. You can listen to our bi-weekly podcast on our website, achi.net. A special thanks to the Bobby L. Roberts Library of Arkansas History and Art, which is a part of the Central Arkansas Library System for allowing us to use their studio to record. If you have any topics you would like for us to consider, please email us at achi at achi.net. As a reminder... The views, information, and opinions expressed by our podcast guests are solely those of the guests and do not necessarily represent those of the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The podcast does not constitute medical, legal, or other professional advice or services. We hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. And again, thanks for listening.